0: Islamically it's problematic to say you have a fundamental right to do with your body what you want to do with your body uh, Not from an Islamic perspective, because Allah has given you this body Right?
1: assalamu alaykum, welcome back to part 2 of the prophetic mentality episode with Sheikh Mustafa, uh, if you have not listened to part one, uh, you should. It was a banger. Uh, part two, right now, we're going to be pivoting on the topic of uh, abortion. We are two, three days post the, uh, the Supreme of Court. Yeah, the Supreme Court over uh, overturning of Roe v. Wade. Um, you know, generally Muslims, we we really shouldn't be too involved in politics, but I, I you know. My personal opinion is that it's a win. It's a win for Muslims. It's a win for uh, uh, the babies. Um, And there's been definitely a a bifurcation within the Muslim community, I would say, um, amongst the the scholarly class based on what we were seeing uh, come out on social media. So first off, Sheikh Mustafa, what's what's your hot take?
0: What's the difference between a take and a hot take? Well, right
1: now it's a hot topic. Hot topic. I uh, haven't <laughs>
2: yeah. had time to process it. Like a year from yeah. now, you could both thought like got that'd it, be like your it, take. This it. is like your hot take.
0: Okay. So, <clears throat> first of all, it's like if I thought about this five years ago, I'd be like, "There's no way in the world, man, Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned." Like I don't think anyone really thought five, ten years ago that this was even a possibility. So this is first shocking news. Second of all, uh, overturning it. In and of itself, if you just look at the the language, it's basically saying that the states have the decision to make their own rules. Yes, which I think is fantastic, right? It's 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 a massive win because Roe v. Wade specifically gave a national mandate across the board. This is wh- wh- what's the what's the language of the uh, Roe v. Wade. Uh, that it's a fundamental right. Abortion is a fundamental right. Oh, a woman's right to privacy or something. Uh, no, 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 no. It, it was. Uh, I think it was. Abortion is a fundamental right or yeah. something like that. A, a woman or whatever it is. So overturning that and removing the language of being a fundamental right and now saying, it, it, it's not. Let, let me say what it's what it's not saying and what it is saying. What it is saying is that abortion is not an absolute fundamental right where uh, you know there can't be restrictions on it. And what it's what it's not saying is that there is no abortion going to be allowed under any circumstances whatsoever because we're adopting an evangelical, ultra-conservative, Christian understanding of abortion. That's not what it's saying either. So given that reality, I think it's a massive win from an Islamic perspective, right? Uh, Overturning that basically shifts our understanding of morality, shifts our understanding of society, and what it does is it also removes this ultra-liberal conception of uh sexual ethics and uh on the one hand and on the second hand is gonna be saving the lives of so many uh fetuses that have had from an Islamic perspective the soul breathed into them. So they're living beings at that time. They already their 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 actual children is gonna be saving their lives as well, uh, when they were being killed off unjustly.
1: And we we have to we have to understand that, you know, a lot abortions were legally allowed essentially the baby could be in the birthing canal and it's technically not considered born yet so you could technically in some states you could abort that child and and as muslims this is it's murder i feel like as any moral person that's essentially murder so when muslims are saying that they are you know we're happy that this that this now is coming into check it's not that we are necessarily oh you know there's a fiqh there's a fiqh ruxa that that allows for a woman to get abortion in certain cases, and we are against that. No, our Islam is our Islam. We're talking about the the other ninety nine point nine percent of what the Roe v. Wade allows. Not just allows, but the point that you made. Um, it's like the, the the cultural shift, getting rid of the verbiage that it's a fundamental right, because in Islam we don't we don't you don't have a fundamental. We don't. I mean. Do we have fundamental rights? Is that a thing? Like that verbiage within itself, it's a little problematic, the verbiage right? verbiage itself is problematic. We have responsibilities, yeah. even because when, I think the phraseology is when you have a right, that automatically puts on someone else the responsibility to do something. Mm. So which, right? which exists. In- innocent, it right? exists,
0: innocent, but we're talking about right over your own body. There so you go. If, if we put it in the context of you have a fundamental right, but then a doctor has a responsibility your, your to perform
1: your abortion. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. So, so that's yeah. what I'm saying. Islamically, it's problematic to say you have a fundamental right to do with your body what you want to do with your body. Um, not from an Islamic perspective, because Allah has given you this body. Right. So Go you ahead. have a responsibility towards your body rather than you have a right to this from somebody else or a right to this. It's within certain con- constr- confines. Yeah. Right. So if you look at it from the perspective of abortion, okay, this idea of I have a fundamental right to do with, with whatever is inside my body, whatever I want to do. Well, not from an Islamic perspective. No, because number one, you can't simply harm your own body for no reason. If you want it to. Islamically, you can't. You can say it's a free country. I can do whatever I want, but you can't. Right, Islamically. Number two, the actual thing that's inside your body, if it's a living, breathing thing, it's a human being, a potential human being that's about to come out and it has a soul inside of it, then no, you don't have a right to do whatever you want with that with that thing, because it's a living, Yeah. What, thing.
2: A, what about its rights, right? It I has rights
0: that. too, exactly.
2: So. so actually, what's interesting, Sheikh Uthman is making this point is, when things come into law, or taken out of law in our context here, but let's say something becomes into law, actually in the psyche of the the culture and the people around, it becomes normalized. So, for example, he says, and ten years ago he would have never gotten a question about medical marijuana from an actual pharmacist, mm. but now because it got legalized, he gets questions down and they say, you know, the pills we give out. They're, half of them are just funding the opioid crisis anyway. They're not doing anything. They don't actually need those pills. So why can't I just you know dabble into medical marijuana? I know half these guys don't actually have pain, but you know just mm. like, why can't I do that, right? And he said, I would have never gotten this question if it wasn't legal. And marijuana used to be this thing of the drug dealers and the weird kids at college. you know, like, oh, that's the pothead, right? It had a whole terminology and culture around it, but now it's like, oh, he's an entrepreneur. <laughs> he just says <laughs> cannabis on the go, et cetera, et cetera, right? So the fact that this became, you know, overturned should hope. I mean, we, we would hope as Muslims, the psyche of those around us over time be like, oh, you know what? That's not normal. That's not a good thing. We can't just kill babies. Maybe that'll become the mindset slowly sets in. Right. So even that it's kind of like a small mental win. Hopefully,
0: That's a great point. Fantastic point.
1: That's the, the, the point on the culture, the culture shift. Yeah. Which is essentially why people are now protesting.
0: Mm.
1: Right. It's, it's, it's they feel like uh, their worldview is is coming uh, uh, at odds with the society that they live in, right? Yeah, so Shay, a question. So he, he's kind of mentioning uh, rights and
2: responsibilities. So in Islam, I saw Shaykh uh, uh, Abdullah bin Hamid made a point and said, Islam, he said, last time I checked, Islam has rights. Haq, the the maqasid, they preserve life. That is like the foundation. It's preservation of life. Yeah. And this thing called, I mean, taking away life is the rukhsah. That's the exception, the concession to the rule. Mm. So as Muslim he was trying to frame it and say like, we should be happy because the default is preservation of life. Mm. And we should be more happy that there's more preservation of life then we may lose the right to take a life, mm. but those are always the exception to the rule, not the rule itself. So, shouldn't mm. is, is that the correct mindset, or is that a no? That's a gr-
0: that that's a good mindset. There's five fundamental principles when it comes to maqasid of Sharia, right? Which is what he's talking about. So, yeah. this pres- preservation of life is definitely some preservation of intellect yes. is another thing, which is why we should have had a different stance on marijuana than some of the Muslim activists have had. But yes, preservation. That's a that's a great way to frame it. I think it's fantastic. Preservation of life mm-hmm. is a good thing. Right, and that takes precedence over other people's idea of my right to choose or my right to do something else, because that is of a much lower status than somebody's life.
2: Yes, and I heard someone make this. Uh, I think act, uh, Dr. awaymed in one of his papers on Islamic ethics mm-hmm. say. At first, he says like without Islam, kind of framing everything without Islam, without a religion, morals don't even matter. Like, what's the difference between me crushing a cockroach and me killing a human being? If you don't have an objective morality, you can't tell me there's a difference without coming, making up some philosophy and saying the philosophy matters because I said it matters, right? Mm-hmm. But then within that, he, he had some like zingers in there. He said, you know, in the past, cause I imagine I you know, say like, oh yeah, you know, these uh, Mayans way back when they used to sacrifice their children at the altar to their pagan god. What would you say to that? Like, oh my god, that's so bad. They would take a baby infant in their hand and cut it open and say, here, pagan god, take my child. He said, yeah, we do the same thing today except our technology is advanced. We just do it in the womb ahead of time instead. <laughs> Sacrific- oh, and, and, and a yeah. Sense, yeah, you yeah. say like, wow, it's really facetious comparison, but we're not saying people are sacrificing to a pagan god or sec- maybe Daniel say to secularism, right? But <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's to your con- concept of, of, of your freedom, of yeah, your rights. Yeah, taking a of life, of, yeah. whether it was
2: outside the womb or inside the womb, yeah. right? And for us, it isn't after the 120 days without
0: exceptional
1: circumstances. Yeah, well, there's two either. opinions, right? 120 and 40.
0: Yeah, two opinions. The yeah. majority opinion is 120.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. (laughs) No, 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 you're right. I I know what you're saying. Why are you pausing? Uh, So. But the the
0: 40-day becomes a different marker for having a more uh, serious excuse. There's
1: the Sheikh Hamza Yusuf uh, uh, article on this in uh, Zaytun. I don't know if you
0: have read it. I haven't read it, but I heard about it. And it's probably along the Maliki lines, which are stronger. They're they're more
1: strict. They're more strict, but he, he... he, he brings into, uh, I mean, it's been a while since I, I read right, it. It's so been a few he, years.
2: Well, you're kind of making this argument that s- sometimes fiqh evolves as science develops. You learn, yes. Yeah.
1: You learn, you learn. Is, is, is that is that a correct thing to say? The maybe. more you learn about something, maybe an opinion in fiqh can change? I think so, yeah. Okay, so maybe our our imaging, our Im- 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 the uh, embryology, right? Yeah. Uh, imaging of embryology has advanced greatly over mm. the past 10, 20 years. Um Maybe it's time that we revisit that in a certain context, and it shouldn't be one twenty. Maybe it is. Maybe the correct opinion is forty. And I think Sheikh Hamza Yusuf he he presents the argument w- way more succinctly and with yeah, his I'm own sure. evidences. Sure. So he's saying um, about
0: the movement and the movement, heartbeat, cognition, whatever it is. Yeah, and he has images yeah. of earlier, em- so embryo
1: definitely. early long. Yeah, okay. and then and then uh, by forty days, also the the, the baby, um, the the f- the face, the facial features are are they're not fully developed, but you can tell that it's.
0: Right, but the thing is I understand the argument Yeah And I I kind of have a feeling of like where it's going Yeah The response to that argument is This is a metaphysical thing So when it comes to the soul being breathed in This is not something Had we not had a text from the Prophet We don't have a verse on it Clear cut We have a text on hadith The hadith text is authentic It's in Sahih al-Bukhari And there's a few different texts At the end of the day though A hadith does not actually reach the level of Certainty of the Quran There are different you know, uh, Epistemological values And all of that stuff okay. Outside of all of that If we didn't have a text Let's say we didn't have A hadith or a verse of the Quran That said anything about it We could sit there And we'd look at you know All of these uh, images And stuff like that And we'd try to figure out Well, where do we think The life in this Actually comes into play We'd probably not arrive At the number 40 or 120 It'd probably be somewhere Completely different because this is not something that can actually be shown. Like we can't. Ar- it's very hard to make an argument based only on movement or development or this or that. Because something where the ruh is going. We're talking about the, the soul mm. being put into the thing. This is metaphysical. This is. it, it, you, it, it doesn't matter what you're experiencing or what you're seeing we can't make the correlation between the soul coming in and the soul coming out same thing like when people are dying it's hard to define with the term of death because we don't know when the soul exactly is coming out depending on when they're in the hospital and when the vital signs are this way or when they're breathing or their brain signal or something like that so i get his argument but he's making more of a physical argument on a metaphysical uh, issue and i think that's where the problem arises
1: yeah i i yeah I need to revisit it. I should have probably
0: revisited it before. This <laughs> no, there is a stronger argument, mm-hmm. I think, um, where it's a textual argument, where what they do is they say that, well, the hadith, which talk about the phases, they were talking about the same phase. Yeah, it was th- overlapping. They're right? saying
2: it's the same thing again yeah, and
1: again. I think, that's again I think that is what, I think that's what it was. So about.
0: if he's if it's that one, yeah. then I understand. He, he does both. He yeah. takes he both. He tries yeah. to combine. Yes. Okay, that, that makes more sense. Yeah. 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 There we go. Yeah. That
1: good.
2: So sh- well, sh- how about, should we should we be sad that, I mean, uh, this overturning Roe v. Wade, I'm going to give you some of the arguments I've been hearing is, well, non-Muslims, it's not going to change them at all. They're going to still commit zina, and now you're just going to have all these unsafe abortions, right? So we have that issue. It's, it's not going to change the mentality of the society anyway. So shouldn't we be concerned about all these unsafe abortions? And it's going to affect the poorest part of the populations, typically, because if your sorry. state outlaws it, no. the rich people could go to the other state, get the abortion done, come back. But the poor person is going to have to deal with the consequences of their
0: actions these were exactly the same arguments when it came to legalization of recreational marijuana. Right? It's, it's very similar thing to say, you know what, people are gonna have uh, you know, black market access to marijuana, it's better we regulate it. You know, when you sell it, we're gonna collect more taxes and then we can put it into schools <laughs> and you know, fund education what for like LGBT information <laughs> or something like that, you know? So it's just like these arguments are ridiculous, and they'd be like less racial profiling and blah blah blah, and none of those things really happened at, at any significant level. It's like saying, you know, why why don't we get more tax money by like selling cocaine too? Why don't we legalize that too? We get a lot more money, man. <laughs> so like, yeah, Colombia will be happy, and all these other places, you know. So uh, oh, this is these are ridiculous arguments. So. No, it's going to affect society. What it's going to do, it's going to actually, it makes a massive difference. Because like you said, and Sheikh Othman said, is that when law changes, the perceptions of people automatically begin to change. Their behavior begins to change. So their perception is going to influence their behavior, and the law is going to influence their perception. That's just the reality of things. So whatever happens in the society, it's not only going to affect the society, but also it's going to affect the Muslim community, so it's going to affect our own families It's going to affect the people around us, our coworkers are going to affect us So when our co-workers and our colleagues are affected because of society It's going to automatically affect us too So it's, it's, it's a ridiculous notion to say it's not going to make any difference These Supreme Court rulings are so contentious and people are protesting and people are talking about it because they matter
1: And I think that has to do with the fact that majority of the people in America are godless So this is the authority that de facto overrules their psyche. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're a Muslim with like strong Iman and knowledge, end of the day, if, you know, whoever's president, whatever the Supreme Court says, you know in your heart what's true and not. And you have the courage to take your family and go somewhere else to keep them safe. Yeah. Whereas someone who's born in America, raised in America godless, you're just like, this is it right so um
0: it's culture i mean culture is strong right culture in, is uh, very strong it's, it's strong in everywhere strong in even muslim culture so people who are less practicing they're into the culture the culture is going to define them so if you redefine the culture it's either going to bring you back in line towards the truth or it's going to take you away towards the falsehood and yeah
1: i mean i've heard this is is culture upstream from politics or is politics upstream from culture sometimes it could go i think it's both it, uh, they feed into
0: each they other. feed into yeah. each other
1: so yeah when when well, oh, yeah, that, there you go. So that, that if, 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 if they really do feed into each other, then yeah, you can count on uh, a, a change in the psyche. Also, you, you have to understand that sociologically people get incentivized to do things by laws. So even if you read, um, I've been spending too much time on Twitter in the past few days, and um, people are outright saying you have no idea what this is going to do for the like the, the, the sex positive culture that we've created. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, the people implicitly know that you know we, I can just go and do whatever I want with whomever I want and not suffer the consequences. Mm. But now you don't have that option, of course you're gonna be more careful.
0: So I have to be more responsible in my relationships now? I have to be more responsible in who I have sex with? Oh wow. Exactly. What a novel idea. What a
1: novel <laughs> idea <laughs> who, who, you, who you invite to bed. Yeah. Um, so this happens, this is just like a, a sociological thing. Um, so that's another point
2: well well, people will say you know we're a bunch of men talking about this but who does this affect this affects women women are the ones who are getting the abortion they have to go through the trauma of carrying a child aborting the child emotional stress of all this and you know what it's interesting all you men I've been hearing are pro this (laughs) where are the women voices I have heard the woman sheichus speak up.
0: Why don't you invite them on the show? <laughs> Why don't <you> invite one? <laughs> <laughs> that's that that would be a
1: it's mentality. It's a man's podcast, <laughs> but uh, actually, no, no, we we, we probably should actually have invited a female. But I don't think I don't think that. But I, I also think that's that's an interesting a marriage th- a marriage and a baby. It's still you can't. No, you're presuming a marriage, is, but yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> it a takes it takes two to tango you don't just catch a pregnancy okay yeah. in some <laughs> cases you may be a victim of rape or incest or something that's like the, that's the fringe case but the, the, the context of the discussion has become like pregnancy just happens to you, you just you just caught a pregnancy yeah, it's like and wake up like wow this you, is crazy. Oh, i got pregnant like that's not yeah. how it works it takes two so yes for for the men uh, uh the abortion thing affects the men as well because guess what you can't just go fraternize and do whatever the hell you want. There will be con- You will. You'll be on child support now, yeah. You got to pay child support. Mm-hmm. So you got to man up. This this is not just a women thing. But I, I think,
2: it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I, I, the, the fact that people are asking for women voices, was, and Muslims asking this, not, but I was like, that's not like a Muslim question to ask where the women voices on an Islamic topic or issue. Well, I mean, no. the Quran. There's an, I, I'm, I'm not going to say the Arabic just because I don't butcher it on case. But essentially, the, the translation is: it's not for the, the believers when God and His Messenger have declared something for that for them to have a choice. <laughs> the choice, which is a nice you know, use of that <laughs> word here, <laughs> in, in the matter.
1: Yeah.
2: And God is genderless or whatever. You know, beyond that, the Prophets I send them, and all Prophets, by the majority opinion, are male. Mm-hmm. We don't care. The, the, we don't care about the source of truth so much as we care about the truth. Well, I guess we don't care about the source of truth, but like the gender of it is irrelevant to us because yeah. so long as they're giving us the truth, that's what matters. Yeah. So whether or not a male sheikh tells me the truth or a female sheikh speaks up and says, this is great, does that really matter so long as the framing of the argument is sound? Or do we need those female voices?
1: I think you do need a female voice just, just because messaging-wise, of, messaging okay, yeah. Yeah, w- of course, a woman will always be easier to talk to a woman. But I mean, uh, the, the, it begs the but question... Not always,
0: no. I, I would disagree with that. Wait, what? A woman is always easier to talk to a woman.
1: Women can relate to women better.
0: Uh, we were just talking about this while you were gone. I think you were getting something. This is not always the case, first of all, by the way. Uh, maybe, in, in, maybe in a normal circumstance, yeah, women feel that they can relate to each other. People, But I've encountered many circumstances where women... This
1: is your personal anecdotal evidence. My
0: personal anecdotal evidence. I'm okay. in UCI and MSU, right? Muslim Student Union. I was just telling him this. Sisters would come to me. And they'd be like, you know, we want to talk to you about an issue. I'm like, you pick like the most extreme guy. And like I mean, back in my days, right, in the 20s, you want to talk to me? It's like, These sisters are so judgmental. You have no idea what they're like because I don't wear hijab. They look down upon me, blah, blah, blah. I want to talk about some Islamic issue with you. And I'm just like, what? What's going on? So, so actually, oftentimes, you, I, I find on several occasions, this is an old anecdote here. Okay. Until today, I have people come and say, you know what? I spoke to the sisters about this issue. And the way that they're dealing with me, like, it's very hard to talk to them. I want to come and talk to you instead. So this idea, I, I, I don't agree with this idea. Like, maybe there's a, a significant population of people who say, I feel more comfortable because women will understand, blah, blah, blah. But there are times where in women's circles, they're like, you know what, Th- there's, there's like competition between them. Uh, they feel, like, threatened by something that I'm saying or they look down upon me or I don't feel welcome or something, they'll go and talk to somebody else. So that's one aspect, right? The second aspect, I think, when you're saying, philosophically, knowledge is supposed to be neutral, right? Knowledge is supposed to be objective. So it, it doesn't matter. You don't <coughs> say in the field, is like, you know what, some brand-new medical research was, a breakthrough invention just came out. You'd be like, well was it a male or was it a female that came up with the invention well we're going to wait until you know the other gender comes out with the invention too so we can make sure that it's objective knowledge no we view knowledge as being something objective in and of itself when we're talking about islamic knowledge and we're trying to understand like what did allah and his messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam like really say what what does islam really represent knowledge is supposed to be objective it doesn't look at the gender now you can sit there and say you know what in some cases it's nice to have like uh a female uh i hate to use the terms like female voice and all that stuff but like having having uh an understanding of like well this is what females are feeling about the issue and that helps us to understand the issue in maybe a different way but it doesn't necessarily uh mean that like we can't come up with uh an understanding of this issue without a female explaining you know her feelings or something along those lines well i think that I
1: to add on to what you're saying, and, and maybe per- add a little bit more clarification. We, we, just like the LGBTQ thing, we, we, can, we can summarize the Islamic position fairly simply. What's allowed and not allowed? What are the cases? And this is kind of the Maliki say this, all the Madahib say that, done. But I think, again, when you contextualize it within a cultural conversation, and you are talking about the idea of rights and body autonomy, whether we like it or not, this is infiltrating the Muslim psyche So even Muslim sisters who are talking to maybe a sheikha or sheikhs, hearing from Muslim sisters a certain traumatic experience or they're dealing with certain issues and they are looking to certain laws that can protect them Now they think that they have a certain Body rights, or they think that they have uh, autonomy of their body, or or, you know they're influenced by these things. So the repeal of Roe v. Wade, now they think they personally are under attack, and you as a man will never understand that. Do you do you you get do you get my trade-off here? I
0: I understand where they're coming from. I I understand the argument here. Yeah. My problem with the argument is that this is a framework that people have put into their own minds. They're like, you know, you because you can't understand my circumstance, you're not, you cannot advise me on it. Right, you, cannot, you, you, have no, you have nothing to contribute, right? And this is, uh, you know, Dr. Sherman Jackson, he gave a, a talk at ISTA once a long time ago I attended. <coughs> he calls this juridical empiricism. Sorry, say that again. He calls it, ju- he's got this language, right? Yeah, I He know calls him. it <laughs> juridical empiricism. I don't know how to spell it. Right? Them, so okay. uh, what, what he gave, he gave this example, and you know, because he's you know, a black American man who comes and gives the example. He goes, look, he goes, if, if there's a professor, someone who's talking about, you know, drugs, he's explaining how bad drugs are for you. He talks about cocaine and he's like, look, crack cocaine or cocaine is this is what it does to you. And someone walks in the room and be like, you have no right to talk about this because you have you ever snorted cocaine in your life? And he's like, no I haven't. So so you have no experience and if you cannot experience what we've been through, you have no right to talk about it. And he's like This is juridical empiricism this means that if you have not had the exact experience about something you don't have a right to talk about it and this is the problem with this framework is that you know what okay well you're a man you can never talk about an issue which relates to women because you're not able to experience what it's like to be a woman you don't know the sensation you don't know the feeling like i'm not denying that i don't know the feeling i don't i'm not a woman and inshallah i'll never will be you know, <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, and and you know, I mean that in the trans sense, <laughs> and you know, I just want to clarify that one. Right? And and uh, I don't need to be able to experience menstruation to be able to give a, ca- a class which discusses menstruation in Islamic law, right? And sisters are going to attend that topic. So why why should I not Fine, somebody else is expert an expert in that go ahead and talk about the topic but if you don't have anyone else to teach, I get criticized for that So why are you teaching a class which has women's fiqh issues in particular why are you teaching it and you're a man Well number one, this is not like some topic that I enjoy talking about or something this is not <laughs> like my favorite topic in the world I, I did, in fact it's it, it menstruation in Islamic law was, it's, it's a hassle to research because the amount of ambiguity in different texts and different opinions is you know just hundreds of if not thousands of pages i've gone through hundreds of pages on menstruation it, it was not fun okay going through it at all all right so i don't i don't enjoy uh, you know researching this topic or teaching it but if there's nobody else available or even if there's somebody else available but maybe they don't have a similar teaching style or effectiveness in their teaching or their knowledge is not up to par or maybe they like don't want to do it or maybe they don't want to do it or maybe they're not accessible or maybe people don't come to their classes whatever other reason why should I be undermined or criticized for saying, you know what, when you're teaching a class, uh, you, sh- you don't have a right to do that because you're a man. It makes no sense, but the reality is, I've surveyed my, my students, all right? I've asked all the sisters, I'm like, listen, does anyone have a problem that I'm a man and I'm teaching this subject? They're like, what are you talking about? Like. <laughs> Why, why would this matter? I said, you know, there's a growing body of women out there and I'm hearing this, and I'm seeing these voices on the internet and I'm seeing other people talking about it and they say you don't have a right to, you know, talk about these subjects or something. And they said exactly what I said. They said, this is stupid. These, these, these women are being ridiculous when they say something and to, to sympathize with them, what they mean is you can't fully understand the procedure. Blah. blah. Maybe someone who has exactly all the qualifications and availability like you and they experience it, they can teach it on a different level or, you know, maybe explain it in a different way. But for me to, to to undermine what I'm doing and to say I can't talk about this topic or talk about abortion or talk about anything else because I'm not a woman, that is basically removing the objective or neutral nature of knowledge away from knowledge. And that would just destroy society completely. As, as we're seeing. As, as we're seeing,
2: as we're seeing, <laughs> and I think people need to understand that, like as Muslims, we shouldn't take on that lens that the secular society has, where oh, your experience matters and your experience dictates reality. We don't, we don't take that in. We don't, we should not use that in our language and our vernacular as we speak about Islamic subjects and God's law and eyes the and them, right? As
0: an absolute, yes. Right, so the thing is, as, our experience. Affects us okay? for sure. No matter what but they're our, not our, truth. They're not tr- our a culture prophetic affects
1: experiences Maybe a prophet experiencing something that could be it's yes, old, but yes, not yes, you yes. as a e-
0: exactly So our understanding of an issue is going to be influenced by our culture by our language by by all of these factors By our gender at some level as well but to automatically throw out this idea that because of your gender you're automatically so biased that you have to be discredited when you're talking about an issue that pertains to women That's pretty much what's being posited here And that should be rejected And it's really completely.
2: interesting because Oh men, maybe we shouldn't be opining on abortion rules or, or Sorry, you, there are all the rules But now they're opining on this Roe v. Wade thing Like you guys understand but And then they're citing the Islamic rules on it To say like, oh look at all these exceptions to the rule who, who told you those rules to the Semitic law? What, what gender were the rules? The
0: majority of them were formulated <laughs> by men. For men.
2: Right. You got the rules from the men in the first place, yeah. and now you're complaining that they're ta- explaining <coughs> it to you? I, can I mean,
0: wh- which Supreme Court, you know, passed Roe v. Wade in the first place? was all dudes. 1973, all dudes.
1: Now it was 30% women that revoked it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <So>. Right. <laughs> so.
2: Okay, well, I, I've heard, how about this, sheik Should we be sad because this... This is for sure not the ideal Islamic situation, right? Ideally, we have the law written in black and white of 40 days, okay, up to 120 with certain circumstances, past that only at the risk of the mother's life, etc. But, so shouldn't we be sad that we lost, some, some Muslims might be in a state where they pass a law and say, like, no abortions at all, okay? right. and we, we'll sue you if you get it. So how, should we be worried about that? Should we be sad about that? And should we want Roe v. Wade back because then at least those Muslims would be safe?
0: So bringing Roe v. Wade back in a circumstance, let's say that's legitimate, and they'd be like, oh, I need to have an abortion because there's some genetic, uh, major genetic deformity and I'm within my time frame and my state's not allowing it, right? So uh, is there some problem with that? Say, so yeah, there could be a problem with that on a circumstantial or case-by-case basis. Is the solution to bring Roe v. Wade back? No. The solution is to bring back something that is actually, from an Islamic perspective, the solution is to bring something that's in line with Islamic principles. Now we're not gonna get exactly that, but we wanna bring something that's as close to that as possible. How close was Roe v. Wade to that? I would say it's much further from that than than what we're at right now. The
2: Mississippi law that triggered all this, there were, it's, it was up to 15 weeks that you could get an abortion. So they're limiting it up to 15. And Islamically, we get 17, yeah. 120 days, right? Mm-hmm. So actually, it's not that far. And then no. after 15, with ex- extenuating circumstances. Like, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's pretty close. So the law that actually triggered all this was pretty darn close to our rules. But of course, there are exceptions. God knows what Texas and Arizona are going to do, right? right. So, but statistically speaking, the number of those Muslim cases, because we're concerned about Muslims. Because like, yes. we're talking about this from an Islamic framework Obviously yes. non-Muslims were concerned But really this discussion is about Muslims So the Muslim who's going to ha- need an abortion In those past 120 days Or maybe at all and If it, the, the state bans it all together Is going to be so far less Than the number of Wanton abortions we're getting With Roe v. Wade past 120 days Correct. I mean, it's just, and, so,
0: and if they need it can they just not fly to another state and just get it done?
1: Well, if they're not poor, no. Not if you don't have enough money. Mm. That's the, that's
0: the, that's the, the argument. Yeah. yeah,
1: they're like, oh, this is. But then I guess then you can community. say that,
2: like, then it's even smaller slice. Now we're getting even. So when those circumstances come up, mm. how affluent are they? So if they're affluent enough, they can actually go get it anyway. So now we're really talking about the group of Muslims who are married, have the circumstance come up, which is already at like whatever oh percent, and then they can't have enough money to go to the state. So mm. oh, sorry, they have to be in a state that <coughs> doesn't allow it. Then they have to not have enough money to go to the next door state to actually get the procedure done. So it's, you're really getting
1: down to yeah, the weeds yeah, of yeah,
2: yeah, who's yeah. really. I mean, and it, that's bad. If it happens, that's actually really bad. Yeah. And and we we
1: care about the Muslims and when this happens. We don't have the full data here from the three of us right now to discuss it, but I think that the the main the main crux of the discussion is it, it it's the the cultural impact, right? That 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 is what really Muslims should care about because I don't. I, I don't think anywhere in any time in any Muslim history or any seerah book or any stories of the Sahaba or stories of the Companions Anything that I've ever read where it's like abortion is something that's championed or something that's a human right or something that's something to be happy about mm-hmm. Right? It's like, okay, you have to do it, okay, but it's, it should be, the idea is it should be something that's a, a, a at a minimum it, it's disliked It's the to the rule It's yeah, disliked, yeah. right? It's like mm-hmm. divorce. Sometimes you have to get a divorce but it's not something that like, oh, I got a divorce. I'm gonna go party. I'm gonna parties. have a divorce party. Mm-hmm. You, you've never seen me single like this. Like, that—that's not what. Uh, um, that's not how we should be thinking about abortion. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. It's a win on the cultural side. Um, and now, as Muslims, we actually have—I think—we have a duty. I think, especially our Muslim. Uh, uh, the the, politi- the, the socio political woke activists, well, not the woke ones, but just the activists. Um, you know, we should probably rein them in. Be like, hey, these are the Muslim positions. This is what we want to advocate for, mm. right? Because now we is, can affect it at state level. Because now we can affect it as, and our vote on the state level is much more uh, uh, persuasive. I could this say, this right? Is,
0: this is the problem. Is that this is what Muslims ideally need to do. Right, So you were talking about in the other one we need to produce these documentaries and we need to be at the, the point where we're doing such and such thing what we need to do is we need to sit down and have a group of like intellectuals come up with an idea and say where do Muslims stand politically, Islamically on all these political issues across the board yes. and what would the ideal look like so that we have a document that like you can measure hey on this issue on marijuana or on abortion or on this or on that uh, where exactly are you Islamically and how cl- are you closer to the liberals or are you closer to the conservatives on this particular issue? Mm. That process document needs to happen. I had a team one time that didn't really follow through on it, but someone needs to do that. I don't think we have anything like that. So exactly what you're saying is that uh, we need to sit down and say, where exactly are we supposed to be ideally? And then we can start saying, hey, now we need to advocate for something that's as close to this. So Mississippi, if, if it happens to be like really close, we we'll would be like... Well, that's our stance right and there. And if that's Republicans, yeah. that's okay. It, it doesn't matter who is yeah. who's there. It, it doesn't matter who yeah. is there, right? But we, but we need to formulate our own stances on all these issues, right? And I think that's where Muslims have... The, I think the Muslim intelli- intelligentsia has not really... They released anything very clear cut along the lines? Okay, it's up to you. <laughs> I've, I've been working <laughs> on it, man. It's a project number nine hundred and forty-three. No, <laughs> this is
1: it, you because remember that the we were in part one. If you haven't listened to it, we were talking about like there's the, the political activists. You have the the, the people and the the people in the middle, and then you have the ones who criticize or they're, they're pointing out the faults. Well, like we already have these two groups of people are talking. The the political guys and the middle guys are already talking. So it's like, well, you have the scholarly knowledge and you have the the political agility, right? As you could say, you know, maybe this is where we can put this thing together. And it's like, you know, uh, 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 especially now in California. So like, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot a little bit um, with the with the um, all the social media, you know. Chaos that's happening There's, there's shiuch on both sides Of of the discussion now Maybe not I, would, I shouldn't say shiuch. You have like Personalities mm. On both sides uh, Some sheikhs on the other side For sure So What is what? Do you have advice for us now Like in California This stuff is we're, This stuff is going to come up uh, To a vote uh, Probably In California So how should we be navigating this
0: So we should put down What the ideal Islamic stance is Based upon our fiqh that we have Okay. Then what we should do is, I didn't know about the Mississippi thing, so this is really interesting. So we should research and we should be like, hey, what's a good role model for us that comes somewhat close? And we could use them as a reference point and say, hey, here's a framework that's very close to what we were looking at. What if we slightly modified the framework and say, Islamically, this is what we're looking for. Then you hey, hey activists. Here's what the Islamic thing is. Now go reach out to all your networks and go reach out to all your politicians and the imams go reach out to your local clergy and say, hey, this is the framework that we're looking at. How close are you with us on this? Can we ally together on on something like this? And then you start forming these coalitions and everything. So at least you're working towards something which is in line or at least close to the Islamic values. What's going to happen is you're going to end up with Muslims either jumping on the bandwagon of the ultra-conservative Christians and be like, you know what, from the point of fertilization, abortion is murder automatically, which is not our stance. Or you're going to have the liberals be like, woman you know, has, to, has a right to do what, with her body whatever she wants, and then they're going to establish coalitions with there. So until we have a clear framework that's put in place, now the fiqh is pretty clear, people have been talking about it, but something, I think taking that fiqh framework that we have and looking at a, a, a an example that already exists in one of the states, or an example that's coming up, and say, here's one of the frameworks of the states that we would like to see. And we say, this is the official Islamic stance. And then we advocate for that.
1: And and just for the for the listeners, because we don't want to get too much into it, but the Yaqeen Institute put out a solid uh,
0: infographic. Oh, okay. I didn't um, see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: About when, uh, at what point, abortions allowed for what reason? It's allowed. Like you can't just abort a baby because you think you it's an inconvenience, or uh, you think you're going to not have enough money to pay for the baby. Like those aren't like really valid reasons, right? So um, um, there's, they, they, I think it's actually created by Sheikh Omar Sulaiman So they go he through. Wrote the yeah, he, wrote the he wrote the article. The, yeah, he wrote the article, and article then and the, yeah. the infographic is there. So that's like solid. Just go through that, and you. It's, like five, five little graphs. You, you'll get it real quick. Nice. nice. Yeah. <coughs> but yeah.
0: So it's good to have precedent. When it comes to law, having a precedent is very important.
1: Because so you could just point to it and say we want a little bit of that.
0: Exactly. So you just look at a state and you'd be like, look, that state is either has this coming up on the ballot or they already have this law in place. We want California to be that. And that's the best way to go about it. And you say, oh, up or down one or two weeks. Big deal. few mm-hmm. modifications we'd like to see. We're open to some negotiation on these points. We'd like a framework along these lines. So we don't end up with this and we don't end up with that.
2: Great. So it's interesting where I got that, uh, where, where I learned with the Mississippi law that was the precedent for this. Mm-hmm. I was reading a dissent article by, it was a group of religious folk. So these are, they're saying, and I was reading the intro and they're talking about how like freedom of religion is important and. How every religion has a different <coughs> time of start of life. Yeah. It's a metaphysical question that each of them answers differently. But then they were saying they're re- the, so I didn't realize it was a dissent at first. I'm reading it like okay yeah that's uh, uh, that makes sense that's that and they say and for that reason uh, they should allow abortion at any time to respect freedom of religion because everyone has a different religious viewpoint I'm on when so. life starts. Okay. It's Like uh, Muslims will be signing this one pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting.
1: I yeah. I don't think Jews they don't they're they're more conservative than us I think.
0: It depends on which. Jews. Yeah, which Jews? Yeah. Most of them Orthodox. Aren't. orthodox. <laughs> yeah, the orthodox, but they're 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 small community Yeah, in America reformed Jews are the predominant Jews in this country and, and they, they
1: have they have no
0: rules They're they're on the complete liberal spectrum. Yeah.
1: Oh, really? Complete yeah liberal. Okay, they're, so the, the, they're like the the progressive Muslims that. the progressive Muslims of the Jewish community. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah uh, okay, so another contention I heard was uh, A lot of the the framework like the khutbah that was being shared and whatever else was was uh, all these in facebook posts are framing the statistics and everything on the woman. Saying like, yeah, the woman, 80% of women who get an abortion after however many, 120 days, are single women. So, and it, it seems to frame it like, oh, woman, woman, woman. But how about all the irresponsible men that are creating these babies? How come no one, Where are the khutbahs talking about men and being, being respons- more responsible and how it takes two to tangle? Where's the other, where's the two? We're always talking about the woman here in these issues. So why why isn't, where are the talks on that, huh, Sheikh? Okay.
0: So <laughs> I mean, this is this is this is a common. Res- so the response is basically saying you're criticizing the women that they're single, but where are the men? Why are they being criticized? They're being criticized too. Yeah, mean, here if
1: you're a if you're a guy and you have sex with so- if you have sex with a woman and you're not married to her, you're a scumbag. There you, you, yeah. there, there, there you there, go. There's the criticism right <laughs> there. there. <laughs> you're a scumbag. You know? If you want to sex with a woman, marry her. If you can't marry her, get a job, impress her dad, get her to sign the contract, and get <laughs> married. Other than that, you're a scumbag. <laughs> All right, that's it. Here's your criticism.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it takes two to tango. Yeah. Khudba's address, uh, you know, dating and girlfriends and all is every single like every single Muslim parent <coughs> is concerned in their youth groups. I, I'm afraid, you know, what if my kid gets into dating? What if they get into drugs? What if what if this? What if that? Everyone's concerned about that. It's not that they're not concerned about. It. It's not like it's being ad- it's not being addressed. It's being addressed on, 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 you know on an equal playing field because the concern is the same. In fact, maybe the concern for the daughters. Maybe more because people are more protective of their girls, and they're a little bit more concerned because maybe they could be e- more easily manipulated, right? Um, and this is not like you know to put them down or anything. It's just
1: it's just by the nature of women. But by, by the
0: nature of them, you know, yep. they, they can be taken advantage of, and they're more uh, they're more open to like suggestions, and they, they can could be tricked by people because they're more caring, more and more that. Uh, more empathetic, higher exactly. in empathy. Yes, yeah, exactly, to be higher in empathy, exactly. Yes. So um, when it comes, and that's a
1: quality. Not a, uh, uh, like that's not a bad thing. That's like a. Yeah, that's ex- the, that's what makes a woman a woman. You it, know exactly. I mean? like, exactly. Yeah. It's not a negative thing. It's not a negative it, thing. It it, thing.
0: it, yeah. it, it has a negative manifestation It has positive manifestation But overall, this is a quality that Allah has given them. That's a good quality, yeah. right? There's benefits in that quality. So it's like, but at the end of the day, if we're going to come back down to well this is a woman's decision and she gets to make it. And who cares about the man? And the man is excluded anyways on this decision. We're like, you know what? You have, not, you have no right. You know, if the baby is born and the child comes into play, isn't it the child of both, right? The responsibility of both. So now the, the, this narrative is being framed as, no, this is a woman's right and it's her choice and it's her decision because her body and all of that stuff. Now all of a sudden it's not the guy's fetus, which is going to be the potential baby, you know, late down the road. So if there is discussion saying, you know what, well, these are the women and they're making these decisions, it's because they're making these decisions by themselves. Yeah, because uh, the
2: w- men can't, it's not like he can't fo- uh, with Roe v. Wade, he couldn't force a woman to go get an abortion. No, and that's it's what Dave Chappelle said.
1: He said, if you, if, <laughs> if you, if I, Dave Chappelle, I think he made a joke, like if, uh, if you have the baby, I, I can, I can disown him. Like I don't have to pay child support. Hmm. If you can kill him, then at least I don't have to pay for him. (laughs) That was his his joke. Like, you know, fine. You want to get an abortion, get an abortion back. I have the option to just say peace. Like, I don't want to deal with um, that. And that that actually
0: resonated with a lot of people.
1: I mean, yeah. Have you heard of like the men's red pill movement? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Guys are getting red pilled. This is what's happening. Why do you think someone like, you know, Andrew Tate? No. He's this, uh, you know, what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, more of him. Okay, he he's <coughs> he was on the Dean show. Oh, really? He was? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, he gave him the Quran, right? Nak was there too. <laughs> At <laughs>
2: the D- same Tate and Nak. Tate and Nak in the same room? No, it was a uh, they were video conferencing. Uh, Tate. What?
1: The? Anyway, go okay, ahead. It, he's he's just like this this guy. He's like super bravado. He he, you know, he's... A g- Women, gambler, you know, he smokes cigarettes. I like think he owns some strip clubs. He yeah. owns strip clubs. He a pam- Is this the Eastern
0: European guy?
1: Yeah, he's like bald, right? You know yeah, what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, uh, he he said something about Islam is gonna be the future religion or yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw If I saw had that to that
1: back clip. a religion and be Islam. Uh, yeah, like yeah,
0: yeah. I saw, I saw I saw that clip. So he, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 he yeah, says yeah. so he said, he said some vulgar things, but Muslim guys are like, oh yeah, this is the guy. You know, and but more guys are following this guy. And but this you have people have to understand, someone like Andrew Tate doesn't just he doesn't just get popularity and pop up for no reason mm. this is a reaction to what's happening on this side right right so um we don't want that guy we don't want it. I mean, he can convert and, and be a better person sure but we don't want that character uh, uh, influencing our community how did, I, how did i get here i was what Random, were we saying
2: irresponsible men oh
1: irresponsible men yes yes irresponsible men um yeah. What was your next point? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, Sometimes
2: I get sidetracked. No, go, go ahead. I'm done. Uh, that, that has rounded off most the contentions and ideas and whatever else around this this uh, this topic. I wanted to keep it. I mean, yeah, we're talking about Roe v. Wade right now. But 10 years from now, if my son watches this, it may be whatever v. whoever, right? Yeah. But the ideas, I want to keep those, right? Because uh, those are timeless, the Islamic lens through which we look at problems and view them and tackle them and yes. speak even how we speak about it. Yes. Because I'm finding more and more the more stem I learn, the more I'm butt heads with other people because I'm just see things differently. <laughs> and I don't know if I'm taking
1: crazy pills or <laughs> everyone else. Do 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 you think Sheikh, that it's a uh, um that it would be fruitless for Muslims to take like certain hard line stances about like abstinence in marriage? In what sense? In sense that like you know, sometimes I feel like I get a sense of like a defeatist attitude from the people that I talk to. Like, oh, we can't, we can't preach abstinence. Look, look at what people are doing. No, people are gonna have sex regardless of what we say. We should just try to deal with what the situation at hand. I, I'm of the opinion that, like, well, why don't we just try to constantly put pressure on people to avoid avoid the the, the date culture, avoid the, you know, uh, uh, premarital sex. E- even if people are doing it, I feel like we should always try to advocate for them to not do that because this. Abortion culture is, f- is, is fed from this, this date culture, right? Yep. From sex culture. Yep. So um, conservatives always preach abstinence. I mean, w- I think Whether Muslims or not they practice it, nobody knows.
0: No, they, well, they preach it in a very different manner. They preach it in sense that you can have you have your girlfriend, but you don't sleep with her before marriage. Which right? I think
1: is, is not... Which never works Which
0: out. Which usually doesn't work, but it's still better. it's still better than what's out there. But that's still far from what Islam is saying. Islam is saying you don't have the girlfriend and you don't hold the hands and you don't go to the movie theater together and all that. So I think what you're asking is, should we even like preach against dating culture in general? Is that what you're saying? Because we're too far from there?
1: Yeah, you know what? And yeah, that'd be dating, the hard line sense. D- dating culture, yeah, we shouldn't do it.
0: Why not? Right, why not take the ideals of Islam and share them with the rest of the world? If we believe in these values, right? Why should we not share it with the rest of the world? Th- there are some things in Islam that are ma'qul uh, al ma'na, which means like we can understand <coughs> the wisdom behind why Allah told us to do this or to not do this. And there are some things we cannot understand, right? The things which we can understand are for the good of not just the Muslim community; they're for the good of any community and any society. Why would we not preach those values, right? When w- if we're talking about interest, for example, riba. Reba is something that's maqul al We understand uh, that I- the prohibition of interest in Islam, even in the smallest quantities, has some benefit to society. There, there's a harm. There's a there's an evil that comes with interest. So if we're like, well, but there's so much interest. Every every single thing, everyone is engaged in interest at some level, right? How can we preach against it? Of course, we should preach against it. We can have a realistic preaching against it. Say, so you know what? Reduce it, try to keep it at minimum level. Ideally, at some point, it could potentially be eliminated. But why should we shy away from preaching? <coughs> so when it comes to abstinence, when it comes to even uh, criticizing dating culture, why should we not talk about against it and say, you know what? We believe that this is wrong, and these are the reasons, and this is the wisdom behind it. And yeah, we know like it may not change overnight, and it may not change ever. But our job is to at least say, this is the ideal at least try to get close to it. I uh, don't see yeah. why. I don't, I don't see why not. Why, why would a Muslim not want to do that? It's,
2: it's a crisis of confidence, and which is also tied to a crisis of knowledge, because I I don't have confidence because I, I don't even know how to articulate the it position correctly. I know confidence. the rule, mm. without knowing why or how or any of that. So I can tell you, yeah, we we don't abort. I, I don't think, but sometimes we can abort. I'm not really sure until like a certain amount of days. Yeah. So. Why, uh, you know, and I,
1: I, 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 you have to recontextualize <coughs> certain things because, I, from my viewpoint, Sheikh, maybe you can correct me. I feel like in the modern world that we live in, women are brutalized a lot. Like, way, especially in our modern society, women are brutalized that's way more they, than any time w- in history. That's why they transition You're gender more. The statistic transition surgery, su- transition surgery is is brutalizing, You're chopping off breasts, va- vaginal pla- penoplasty, vaginoplasty. Like that's. That's uh, uh, what's it called? Um, Is that form of a female genital m- mutilation right there? Um, getting babies ripped out of your womb. Sometimes a woman loses her ability to have kids after that. Sometimes this leads to death. Mm-hmm. Um, women who are you you incentivizing the men not to stay around? Okay, you're just being used and abused like a rag doll. Like where where are the men really standing up for women? You know what I mean? And that's that's I think that's part of what it comes back to. Muslims having their own cultural representation, we produce our own uh, uh, media that that feeds into a Muslim culture that that re-emphasizes our worldview, right? Because the more you build that up within your heart, within your mind, the more you can put up a barrier and a shield around all these incoming attacks. The more that, you know, whatever the latest new spin, whatever the latest uh, thing that happens, you, you will always be like at peace, with yourself right and i feel like that's that's what's happening right now more than ever that i'm noticing is that all uh, friends in my social circles and even like celebrity speakers i'm like looking at the things that they're saying and i'm like this th- there's something really really wrong here it's not just what you're saying it's like where the hell is that coming from there's something deep ingrained that's not right and it doesn't matter how many Tweet discussions, you go back and forth. It's it doesn't matter how how you how you can sit with this person and talk with them. I feel like the issues just become so ingrained over the past few years, not just with sorry, I'm going off a tangent. It's not just abortion anymore, it's just everything. Everything. It's, and it's, it's just a lack view, of man. it's, the it's just a lack of like a lack of us producing our own our own culture, right? It's it's ju- I think it's we need to go we need to start taking the next step, not just, you know, we have a university, we have an institution, we're putting out articles Yes, this is knowledge. This is great. But uh, Disney doesn't put out articles. Hollywood is not putting out articles. Mm. No, they know the way to your heart. Right? And that's 24-7. So,
2: you
1: know, ironic. You're talking about women,
2: how they're being beat up and whatever. And people say like Roe v. Wade, they lost power. That's the liberal talking point is, right? The irony is in the past, modesty, the woman had all the power through her modesty. That she controlled, she's the gateway to relationships. And if she and you have a society that says the woman is modest and the only way you're gonna have access to her is by committing, well now you the man, it's the incentives on him to do all the work to get the woman. Because and she controlled that. But now, since we stripped that completely away, she lost all her power to begin with. Forget Roe v. Wade. And now it's just gotten worse and worse and worse over time.
1: And even for Muslim girls, I hear this from from uh, my, my wife's friends. I don't hear that from directly, but indirect conversations. Girls that are, are, are being courted by men, and the first thing the man is saying is, like, how, how much are you going to contribute to the household? Mm. And the guy is telling that to the girl. Standard, God dang.
0: Standard, man.
1: How much are you going to contribute to the house?
0: I, I, this is my standard premarital question that I get. Before I perform any nikah. I have to have a premarital session. I only give 20 minutes now. I tell them, go to another counselor. But I can give you 20 minutes. One of the questions is, how you, did you discuss how you're going to contribute to finances? Are you both going to be working? after you have kids are you both going to be working what's what's the what's the plan right so sometimes within that question i'm asking and they're like uh, yeah yeah we're both going to be working so i'm like so you guys gonna what you're gonna share share income? the rent you're gonna share the thing and so the guy's like yeah some guys they're like yeah yeah we're we're, we're both gonna we're both gonna contribute you know 50 50 to the household and the girl's like uh we are <laughs> 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 and then i'm like Clearly, you guys have not uh, thought this through, <laughs> and this is what happens <coughs> to people.
1: And by the way, I understand that some Muslims live in a context where you, by the nature of where you live—Southern California, Northern yes. California—you yeah, yeah. do need to have a dual-income household to to kind of like provide middle-class necessities. This is yeah. just by the nature of where you live—that's um, one thing. But I'm, I, what I'm addressing—you is can make it. I'll tell the, the single-income guy you can make it. <laughs>
0: The thing is, it's, it's allowed. Look, it's allowed. Yeah. it's allowed. It's, it's, it's allowed. The, it's the attitude. It's, it's the attitude. It's allowed yeah. to agree to that, but if that's the expectation, and if someone else was not on board with that expectation, now you got yourself a problem.
1: Yeah, because some yeah. girls will be like, "I want to stay home. I don't even want to work, but my husband wants me to work." Exactly. And it's uh, like
2: my wife's been told that actually she, she'll be talking to people, and then they're like they're engaged to get married or something, and saying like, "Yeah, like my husband expects me to work, but like I don't want to work and this that." And they have this. This conflict where they're, they're college educated, they can go get a job like no problem, and law bless them in it if they do that. But they, some, a lot of women don't even want to, but because of the pressure to do so, whether it's from the potential husband or the husband or society or the friends, all their friends are working. Every woman now, like it's very rare for me to find a couple where the wife's not working, mm-hmm. very, unless they just had a kid and they're like off work mm-hmm. and maybe they're gonna go back, who knows, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's still, like that's that's another pressure on top of that, right? right? right. So it's, it's and, tough. And
0: not only that, I mean, and, and then their friends, they're working, and they're like, but I get to keep all my money. <laughs> why do not you wh- Why do you have to contribute to your household? And that sucks. <laughs> and then they're like, well, how does community property state, So community-owned property only kicks in upon death or divorce. So I gotta divorce my guy to get 50%. Otherwise, I don't get my 50%. So it's become, <laughs> this is a whole other issue. You know, <laughs> that's another another discussion. I
1: actually, uh, I, I was talking to one of my friends who was divorced, and he said he was working with you to develop some sort of, like, prenup
0: thing? Yes, so... Is that... What, uh, is that
1: Project five hundred sixty-two. That's Project five hundred sixty-two. <laughs> so the, the the
0: problem is with this guy. So he told me he's gonna sponsor the lawyer that we're gonna hire to actually do that. So I'm waiting for that money. He's, he goes like, you know, because he's still final finalizing oh, a, a settlement. A, okay. Yeah, he's still he's still finalizing a settlement. I'm waiting for his money to come in to pay for that lawyer. Who's gonna actually develop this uh, standard prenup, which will solve this problem, inshallah? Inshallah. Because it's expensive, man. Even develop, the thing is, you can make all the, I I got all the prenup templates and I got everything else out there, but if this is not vetted by a lawyer properly that's gonna take into consideration any modifications in the next 10, 20 years in the state of California to prenup law, then it's not solid. And if it's not solid, what's What's the point? What's the point, right? So yeah, yeah, he needs to come through with the the money, so he I'll send <laughs> him a message. Yeah. Sheikh <laughs> <laughs> Mustafa's waiting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting, man. You give me the money, we're gonna hire the lawyer, and we're gonna handle it, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: yeah, I think we got on this topic of like scumbag scumbag dudes, scumbag um, dudes, scumbag yes. dudes. Yeah, don't so be. A, don't other don't side of the equation, yeah, wor- yeah. And world view, right? There you go. I hope yeah. that clears the 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 idea that we don't criticize men. No, it, there's a whole point of this podcast, by the way. It's yeah. to, it's <laughs> tell guys to be better and h- how to be a better guy. I'd be a better man, son, husband, father. Um, th- that's the whole idea. Um, but yeah, I think we kind of are we. Is this one summarize the, the no more points for you. Are you no, good? no, I'm good. I'm good. did you want to add anything? For abortion topic? Because I know we just went for like this probably three and a half hours at this point. Is
0: it okay? No, no. I mean, I'm good in general.
1: You're good. Okay. Well, that was just a little, a little, um, you know, little sum summarization of little. Uh, Of the abortion thing that just happened. Inshallah, we'll try to have a few more people to come talk on the issue, inshallah. Uh, But for now, this is Amr Mabrook with the Prophetic Mentality Podcast signing off. Assalamu alaikum.